Thank you, everybody, teaching our kids. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Three years we can teach kid the gospel. We've already been through the gospel project uh, one full time, so many who are sitting in here now have gotten to hear uh, the entire gospel. So we're really pumped about that. Uh, where'd they go? Charlie? Juan? Where's Juan? Juan's standing there. He's going for coffee. These guys opened up for Rick Trevino last night. What's up with that? And then they made it this morning. Awesome. And now they get to open up for the Holy Spirit, right? Come on. All right. Um, thank you for being here, for taking an hour out of your week. I know you're tired. Like last week was Easter, and so everything got piled onto this weekend, and you did stuff, and you're yawning, and some of y'all seriously need to go get some coffee, because <laughs> you're looking at me like, dude, wrap it up, I'm dying. You're killing me already. Uh, the Lord has given me something, uh, as, as happens oftentimes, I uh, had to totally scrap a message, because God has given me something. If I don't get to uh, say this, I'm just, it just like, I'm going I'm to explode. Uh, and there's so much uh, scripture to support what I'm going to say. And I venture to say, uh, you've, you've never heard a message over what we're talking about today. It doesn't really happen in our um, society. And so I want to talk to you and forgive me if I am heavy-handed on talking to the guys today because a lot of this comes out of a uh, frame of reference. So ladies, extrapolate to where you are, but do me a favor. Don't punch your husband in the ribs. Not helpful today. Uh, go with me to Proverbs chapter 3, verse, uh, verse 13. I will begin reading in verse 13, Proverbs chapter 3. Let's pray. Lord, we, we need you. Holy Spirit, we need you. This, this needs to resonate in, in our hearts, God. I need you to speak this. Just use me as an empty vessel and, uh, and, and speak to us. We ask this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. All right. Proverbs 3, 13 through 26. Happy is a man who finds wisdom and who acquires understanding. For she is more profitable than silver. Okay, the she is referring back to wisdom. We are uh, in Proverbs uh, sort of metaphorically referring to wisdom as a, as a woman. For she is more profitable than silver and her revenue is better than gold. She is more precious than jewels. Nothing you desire can equal her. Long life is in her right hand, in her left riches and honor. 17, her ways are pleasant and all her paths peaceful. This is wisdom. Her ways are pleasant and all her paths peaceful. And if you could do a summation of your life right now, uh, you, whatever words you would use is maybe the anton antonym. Like uh, peaceful is not exactly where we're at right now. Uh, pleasant may not be the words I would use, uh, but wisdom brings this. Her ways are pleasant and her path, path peaceful. She is a tree of life of those who embrace her and those who hold on to her are happy. Those who hold on to wisdom are happy. And while I do not believe that Christ died to make you happy, I think it is a byproduct of the Christian life, of peaceful living, and I believe that Christ wants you 
to be happy. Is that the goal? Is that the aim? Is everything contingent on you being happy? We try to change the scripture because, well, I'm following God's will, and that didn't make me happy, so obviously it was wrong. No, that's, that's, that's not correct. Happiness isn't the goal, but I do believe that God wants you to be happy. I do believe that God wants you to be peaceful. I do believe that he wants you to be on, on this uh, path that is pleasant. I hope you can define your life by these very words, but most of us cannot. Now, uh, we need wisdom, and we seek out everything else. We pay for everything else. We invest in everything else but wisdom, and God is telling us wisdom is greater than all of those things that you're seeking. If you want something good, you get a coach, you get a trainer, we listen to a podcast, we do all of these things to get where we're going, to have what we want, to work for a goal, but wisdom is above all of those things, and we don't seek it. There's a classic story I want to give you. So um, King, king David was, uh, was an incredible king. Uh, he had a son who followed God, if only for a while, and his name was Solomon. Solomon uh, was told by God that he could, uh, he could ask for something. And so uh, instead of asking something for himself, Solomon asked for wisdom to rule his people. And God said, you know what, because you asked for this for your people, for my people, and not just for yourself. I'm gonna give you the wisdom that you asked for in great abundance. And the Bible says he's the greatest man uh, to, to ever live. And then God also blessed him with all of the other things. And all of those other things eventually brought him down. But Solomon was incredibly wise. And then he had a son that you've never heard of. Solomon passes away and his son takes over. Solomon had big plans. I mean, just his, his gardens were one of the ancient wonders of the world. He had all this going on, and, and the people had to work very hard for Solomon because they were growing. And so his son takes over, and his son's name is Rehoboam. You're like, never heard of it. That's my point. Hang on. Rehoboam takes over as the son. That'd be kind of a hard sell, right? takes over as the son of the wisest man to ever live. And I want to bring you into this story because the people come to Rehoboam and they're like, hey, listen, your dad worked just too hard. It, like if you'll back off a little bit on our workload, we will follow you. And he said, you guys go away, come back in three days. This is where we catch up on the story. First Kings chapter 12. Uh, I'm going to start reading in verse 5. Rehoboam replied, go away for three days and then return to me. They just asked him the question. So the people left. Then King Rehoboam consulted with the elders who had served his father Solomon when he was alive, asking, how do you advise me to respond to this people? Now, did you hear that I said Solomon was the wisest man to have ever lived? And Rehoboam is now going to his father's what? Advisors. Do wise men need advisors? That's why they're wise men. Okay? That's why they're wise men. Well, better. I'm, I'm a little tougher than Solomon. Dude, Solomon had, does anybody know how many wives Solomon had? 700? 
had 700 mother-in-laws. You think you're tougher than that? I'm kidding. I had to throw that shot in. My mother-in-law is awesome. <laughs> Wisdom. He was full of it, but he had advisors. So Rehoboam goes to his father's advisors. How do you advise me to respond to this people? They replied, today, if you will be a servant to this people and serve them, and if you respond to them by speaking kind words to them, they will be your servants forever. Verse 8, but he rejected the advice of the elders who had advised him and consulted with the young men who had grown up with him and attended him. In other words, he went online and posted on social media. <laughs> Verse 9, he asked them, what message do you advise that we send back to this people who said to me, lighten the yoke your father put on us? The young men who had grown up with him told him, this is what you should say to this people who said to you, your father made your, uh, our yoke heavy, but you make it lighter on us. This is what you should tell them. My little finger is thicker, thicker than my father's waist. Although my father burdened you with a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father disciplined you with whips, but I will discipline you with barbed whips. Ooh, you're real tough, Rehoboam. I mean, listen to that. Listen to him talking tough. Listen to him going, and, and, and we do this. Like, I'm, I'm saying something in jest, but we've all done this. He, 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 he went seeking advice, and when he didn't get the advice that he wanted, he went to someone else that he knew would give advice. We do the exact same junk. Listen, some of you, your parents are trying to speak into your life, and they're trying to save you from something, but you don't want to hear it. And so you call your best friend on the phone and talk about how, how dumb they are when, when they have your best interest at heart. Some of you have friends that are coming up to you. Maybe parents, your children are trying to say something to you. Are you rejecting wisdom and searching for someone who will just agree with you? The Bible says wounds from a friend can be trusted, but the enemy multiplies kisses. If people are wounding you in love, that's probably the advice that you need to listen to. Now hold on, because I'm gonna give more advice later about how we know it's wisdom. But let me ask you, from where do you receive wisdom, advice, counsel? <laughs> Nowhere. Like I'm, I, I'll, I'll Google it. They don't know you. They don't know you. I know a counselor wrote that article, but is that, does that counselor even, even believe in God? Do you understand that counseling for a Christian, like your life means something different. Like if you are a follower of Christ, there's a lot of things that are just different for you. Do I listen to secular counseling and wisdom? Absolutely. Do I devour books? People, people I, may, I may not completely agree with. Eat the fish, spit the bones, whatever. But when it comes to the purpose of my life, there's a lot of people out there. I'm not better than them. They just don't get it because we don't have the same goals. Who do you go to for wise counsel? Because you need it. You need wise counsel. 
And it breaks God's heart when we don't take it. God has set you up for it. God has set himself up in such a way that he communes. He has counsel. He in himself. (laughs) You are made in the image of God. I'm going to go to Hosea uh, chapter 4, but I'm going to start in verse 6. I'm skipping through a few things just for time's sake. Uh, So our our person on the computer, you are awesome. Thank you for your patience. Also, she's in the seventh grade. What's up? My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you've rejected knowledge, I will reject you from serving as my priest. Since you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your sons. Now, I'm bringing you into a snippet of a passage, but God is speaking to his people through a prophet uh, that they're destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And I, I want to congratulate you that you're, you're in church today. So that's part of it. That's, that's an awesome step. I'm not, I, I'm not at all taking away from that. I think that we should glean wisdom in church, not only from maybe what something is prophetically spoken through the word. If you, you take anything that I say and you measure it against this and you take this over me any day, if ever I veer away from this, you hold fast to this and you apply that to, to anyone that you're speaking with, but you have people who are sitting all around you who have something to, uh, uh, to, to speak into your life. But are you receiving knowledge are you receiving wisdom are you receiving the instruction of God from any other source and God is telling his people you're not you're not obeying my holy commandments you have no knowledge of even what I require from you and it is from a lack of of knowledge um because you have rejected knowledge I will reject you he said my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge It's a continual problem that we do not want to seek out wisdom. Was it any different in Jesus' day? You're still responsible for knowing the teachings of Jesus. You, yourself. Listen to Ephesians 6.4. I'm going to run through a couple of scriptures here. Ephesians 6.4. Fathers, don't stir up anger in your children, but bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. What instruction? Do you know it or do you just know what somebody told you? 1 John 2, 4. I'm going to start in verse 4, back there on the computer. The one who says, I have come to know him, and yet doesn't keep his commands is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly in him the love of God is made complete. This is how we know we are in him. The one who says he remains in him should walk just as he walked. How did he walk? Do you know? We have to read straight from him i'm telling you it's different when you're reading the bible for yourself because the holy spirit will speak supernaturally to your heart he will he will cut you deep and that's one of the ways that we uh that we know and that we follow wisdom here's the ways that we're going to get it we're going to get it through god's word we're going to receive wisdom through god's word hebrews 4 12 For the word of God is living and effective and sharper than any double-edged sword penetrating as far as the spirit of soul and spirits 
I'm sorry, as far as the separation of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, it is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. God's word is going to lead you into wisdom. It is full of wisdom. It is instructions for you. I thought preachers are always saying that God's word is not an instruction manual. Well, first of all, that's not written in the Bible. <laughs> but yeah, kind of. It's not necessarily an instruction manual, but there are commands that Jesus has that he wants us to live by. And if we don't know them, we can't live by them. And if we don't live by them, we can't expect to reap the harvest of those things. If we don't plant those seeds, then we can't expect to get the fruit from them when they grow, right? You have to get the word of the Lord so that you can uh, plant the word of the Lord, so that you can put that into your heart, so that you can teach that to your family. And we have to have wisdom in our lives because when we are left to our own devices, we will, and I know you're awesome, but listen to me and feel free to back me up on this. If you are left only to your own wisdom, you will destroy your own life. Anybody been there? Has anybody gone, you know what, I tried it my way and I'm terrible. The teachings of Jesus lead us to peace. Well, what about people who aren't believers who, uh, who are successful? They're absolutely, man, there's brilliant people and they're successful in a lot of ways and I want to learn what they have, but I'm asking you, how did you do? <laughs> I made a lot of money, yeah. I know a lot of I, well, I don't know a lot of people with money, but you know what I'm saying. A few, I know a few with money, and they've had a pistol in their mouth too. Apparently, that's not the answer to everything. Check yourself watching for external victories. God is leading you into something different, and the Bible will give you wisdom god has given us the holy spirit john 16 7 nevertheless i'm telling you the truth for it is your benefit that i go away because if i don't go away the counselor will not come if i go i will send him to you if you're a christian if you're following the teachings of jesus the holy spirit will convict you we call this there's a word for it he will give you an unction and there are a lot of things that you're like i really don't want to do this and it's just going to rip you apart until you do it this is the holy spirit right he's leading you into something great he's comforting you when you have nothing else and so uh, the Holy Spirit will bring you wisdom. God's word will bring you wisdom. The Holy Spirit will give you wisdom. And then here's one that no one wants to hear because we've all been burned by it. And this is where we're gonna set for a minute. God has given you a people with the same goals and the same direction as you. And you need somebody to hold you accountable. You need somebody to hold you accountable. Listen, you need, <laughs> you need someone to hold you accountable. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not going to pick, uh, pick on anybody necessarily today, but uh, if you know anything about overcoming addiction, you know that you need accountability. Even secular models will point you to find, you find some sort of higher power, right? As a Christian, we know that we know, we, we, we know that higher power, and so we have that, but also what happens when you stop going to your meetings? What happens when somebody stops getting in your business? It's like, well, isn't God enough? Yes, God is enough, and he set you up to need accountability. Why did he do it that way? I don't know. That's the way he made you. He wants you to have accountability. Listen to Galatians 6, 1 through 5. Actually, I'm just going to uh, read verse 1. 
Brothers and sisters, if someone is overtaken in any wrongdoing, you who are spiritual should re- uh, spiritual restore such a person with a gentle spirit, watching out for yourselves so that you also won't be tempted. Check this out, Proverbs eleven fourteen. Without guidance, a people will fall, but with many counselors, there is deliverance. You got some big decisions coming up? You need wise counsel. Because you don't want to do that. Because we've been burned by that. I'll get there in a minute. Proverbs 15, 22. Plans fell where there is no counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Proverbs 17, 17. Iron sharpens iron, and one person sharpens another. James 5.16, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. What, 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 what is this? I've got, I've got to go to a confession booth now? What is this? This is the way that God sets you up to work. We confess to one another so that we have accountability in one another. I thought God was enough. God is enough. And his teachings tell you to be held accountable. The prayer of a righteous person is very powerful and effective. Do you know anyone in your life, please don't point or text anyone, or video this because you're like, oh, he's about to burn this fool, and I'm going to, no. Do you know anyone in your life that thinks that they're very wise, and they are not? That's what a fool is. Someone who lacks judgment but thinks that they're wise. I've been a fool. Have you? Nobody's signing up for that one. I've lacked judgment thinking I was wise. Maybe more than the other way around. (laughs) Wife, that's a perfect time for you to... Nope, she's confirming. Okay. We have a society. We have a culture that says if I want to get stronger, I can go to the gym. That if I want to get better, I can go to practice. If I get richer, if I want to get richer, I stay at work longer. But if you want to get wiser and you take counsel, you're weak. You ever hear the old, you know, uh, Jim Gaffigan is, is a really funny comedian. He was talking about, uh, you know, being approached by a bear. And they were like, no, lay down in the fetal position and all. He's like, who wrote these instructions? The bears? You know? And I, I, I'm like, man, who? What? This is, this, is, this is counterintuitive. We don't do anything else like this. What did Satan himself write the instruction manual on how to be a man in the dirty south? You can't have counsel or you're weak now hold it hold it hold it because you're like listen i don't want to go to counseling 
Ladies, let me, ex- let me explain something to you. Your husband is, is, is sort of right. Because, listen, this is the, generically, this is the way this conversation goes. She's like, we should go to counseling. He's like, I'm not doing it. Why? Let, let me tell you why. And, and I am pro-counseling, okay? Some of y'all about to throw something at me. Hold it. I am pro-counseling. I teach about it more than anyone that I know, actually. But here's the reason that they don't want to go with you to couples counseling, because most counselors are men or women. Most are women. And so uh, most counseling is set up to protect the party who is normally harmed in a relationship. Domestic violence. Which way does it normally go? Blanket sweep. I know you've got stories. Blanket sweep. It's against women, right? And so we go to counseling, and your, your husband is like, listen, we're going to go, and then you... And her will team up for an hour and tell me what a horrible person I am, and I'll pay for it. No thank you. Now, if you find a Christian counselor worth their salt, that will not be the case. But understand the Bible talks about counsel, and it wasn't necessarily anyone's profession at the time. And look back through history, men. Look at other cultures today. Even in, even in the day of the Bible, the, the Jewish culture, if I were to get married, my father would pick a bride out for me, and then I would go to my father's house, and I would build an add-on to his house, and then when he said it was finished, I would go get this wife, and I would come back to my father's house, and who was always there to give me instruction. My father. Because if I'm planting, he had seen more seasons, he had seen more drought, he had seen more flood, and I valued his opinion. Now, he doesn't necessarily know how to work an iPhone. He just heard of email, you know what I'm saying? And so we begin to be very disillusioned by the wisdom of our elders and no longer heed their wives' counsel, even though they've seen seasons and no principles that you don't know that you don't have. And so we've taken away uh, one of the things that is uh, established, or you say, hey, listen, at any point, I don't want my father's, okay, yeah, well, that's happened through all of history. And then in the, in, in, in the city, you had a gate, and the elders of the city, and who are elders? dudes that were, that were maybe not necessarily able to work anymore but still had something to offer. And when you needed something, you would go to the gate and you would talk to the elders. Where is that that you would go to and find that advice? <laughs> like Dairy Queen, 830. You don't have it. You don't have it. You would work beside someone all day and that person would be invested in your life your success would be part of their success and they would tell you things they're part of the same religion part of the same culture and they would tell you and so now it's like dude we work from home we're online all i know about you is the highlight reel that you put on social media i don't know you you don't know me nobody loves me and so you are isolated and we're like men are supposed to lead their families and you're like yeah i'll lead my family with no advice from anyone ever anybody see a problem with that <laughs> 
I was in a bad way at, at one point. I, I served at, it was, it was a very large church, and things went down. Nothing that I did. I was just sort of on staff when it all happened, and, you know, people being people, and I'm a people. But some bad stuff went down, and I was not happy. I made it known, and I found out very quickly that I was very alone. And when God called me to Ranger, said, God, I will go. There are a couple things that I need. And I didn't know exactly what I was asking for, but I knew the gist. I needed my memory back. I've had a lot of concussions, y'all. There's been a lot of moments in my life where I was like, hey, you guys watch this. And then I don't remember the next six weeks. Uh, I needed my memory back, and I needed friends. And what I didn't know how to articulate was, God, I need wise counsel. I need to not be standing alone when it hits the fan. And most of you are alone. When it goes down, you're alone. And that's sad because you have a family. But we have wisdom here. We are hungry for it. This is, I know this is a really cheesy analogy. But we are hungry for it, and there is, there is food inside. But, but men don't do that. We don't read. We don't study. We work. And you know what I brag about? I brag about working more than you. And hey... I got no use for a lazy man. What can you do with somebody lazy? Nothing. They don't do anything. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a proponent of laziness. I'm just saying that we're bragging about the wrong things. We're seeking coaching on the wrong things. We seek wisdom on everything but godly living. And it's, it's here. And it's in the people around you. God has set a table up for us to dine with him, but we don't like the place he set it up in. So we go hungry. You are a priest. If you are a child of God, you are a priest in the kingdom of God. Do you have wisdom to give to anyone? It's waiting on you. Are you reading the Bible, praying, walking the Spirit? Are you seeking godly counsel? Or, okay, this, one's, this, one, this one can be a bomb if you take it wrong. Or are you just doing what you watched your generation before you do? And let me ask you a question. Was that the right way? As we grew up with, with, with men or with women that we idolized and we say, I'm going to be like that because that's what I grew up and that was, a, that was a man. That was a manly man. And this is how you do it. But is it? He was tough. He didn't need anybody. So if I want to be tough, I don't need anybody. Because it's weakness to seek help. It's intelligent to seek help. 
It's wise to seek help. It's beneficial. So when, when I moved here, God blessed me so much. And of course, I, I moved closer and I was able to be around my father and my father-in-law and I gleaned a lot of wisdom from them. And then, and then uh, Pastor Dusty got in my corner and he is for me. And I, probably never a man in my life has kicked me, in the, kicked me in the butt as many times as him saying, what are you doing? Your mission is drifting, right? And I need that. He's, he's, he's my brother. He's in Christ. And so he helps me. He sets me straight. And when he was able to come on staff full times, a lot of the things that I was just like, man, this is just part of being a man. This is part of being alive. And there's, boom, there's accountability in my office with me every day. You have no idea how much that changed my life. Well, was God not enough for you? Yes, God was enough for you. And he provided me a brother to hold me accountable. And then, and then there's, 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 there's a dude that I lift weights with in the morning. Well, that, that's, that sounds silly. No, are we talking about spiritual things all the time? No, absolutely not. But I know there's, there are men in my life that are holding me accountable. And when it goes down, they're still there. I've lived without that, and I've lived with it. Men, there's no comparison. It doesn't make me weaker. It makes me stronger. It's not a show of weakness that I need wise counsel. It's a show of wisdom. You were not set here to do it alone. But we watched a generation and again, I, I told you I'm heavy-handed on men today. We watch a generation where if we prayed before a meal, well, mama's going to do that. She kind of takes care of that. Yeah, but that's not wise. Not that she can't. I'm just saying to, to just say, well, that's somebody else's deal. It's not what God called you to do. You're a priest. The problem is, we don't know who to go to. The problem is greater than that uh, because we don't know who to go to because we don't respect anyone. And, and, and I get that. I get that because it's like, man, the level that it'd take to to go there, they're just, I just, I don't know. M- maybe the reason you have no one that you respect is because you didn't respect anyone enough to give them a shot. If you are waiting for a perfect person to be able to hold you accountable, you missed that by about 2,000 years. Well, I thought he's still with us. Don't, mm, I'm preaching, I've got the microphone. <laughs> yes, the Holy Spirit is with you, but he made you to be held accountable. Now, if you want a friend, you gotta be a friend. It's going, to ta- it, it, it's, it's going to take work. It's going to take work to get wisdom in your life. We have to show the generation below us that it is, and I know this sounds like duh, but it is strength to get stronger. 
And if I, if I poll you, you would say, oh, pastor, I, man, I'll, I'll help. I'll do a lot of things, but I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could lead anybody to Christ. I don't know if I could do that because you, you don't understand what's going on up here. You don't understand what's going on up here. Like here, like I, I, I literally, I kill people up here. Like it's bad up here. I'm afraid that anybody would ever know. So is every other man in this place. Because when we're left to ourselves and our own devices, that's where we go. That's why you need somebody, because that dude understands. You, you don't understand what it's like to be the pastor, and every man coming in telling you the exact same story, saying, I'm the only one. Every man. I mean, you, you, don't, you don't understand what it's like for me. And like, I'm a, you were afraid to, let me guess, you were afraid to ask your wife to marry you because you knew that one day she would see you when you lost control, and you don't want anybody to see that because you don't. So did every other man. I get it. Every dude gets it. That's why you need them. Okay. If, yes, okay, I'm wrapping this up. I told you, went through a harsh experience at a church. And the man who messed up was someone who mentored me. And so I'd put a lot of stock in this dude, right? And he messed up bad. And the question after that was, how can I trust anyone? <laughs> I go, I missed that one by a mile. How could I trust anyone? I don't like telling a lot of personal stories. If y'all notice, we normally just kind of stick to the text. Like I'll give an analogy or something. I don't, I don't like personal stories. I really don't like this moment right now. But what I noticed was because of his betrayal, I stopped trusting anyone. Even, even my, my wife who had given me no reason not to trust her, everything that she said was kind of like, mm, maybe that's true, maybe it's not. And that went on long enough that one day a thought hit me. Was it worse putting my trust in someone and being betrayed or living my life trusting no one and isolating myself? Fair question, isn't it? Some of you are like, look, dude, you've never been divorced. Because <laughs> it is rock bottom. Are you, are you done living now? You just done with people now? Nobody <laughs> from this point gets, gets in at any level? You looking forward to that? No. And I came to a point where I thought, you know what? I may get betrayed again, but I will keep living. I will keep putting my faith in, in people at some level. And my heart belongs to God, but I will keep putting my faith in people at some level, and if they drop it, that's on them. But I've got to keep living in some of you have been hurt to the point that you stop letting anyone in and you hear the word counsel. Now I gotta go back to that 
because I just I, I was a little harsh on counseling and I had to explain to the ladies what men are thinking and I have to admit that part of what I said where you know just kind of in the generic husband wife and he's like hey I don't want to go get ganged up on for a while his his concerns are valid his concerns are valid that's why you're wise about seeking out wise counsel this wise counsel is helpful foolish counsel is not helpful did y'all use did i make a logical jump there do you see where i went with this foolish counsel is not uh in fact the last counselor that i brought in to speak with you admitted that she said there are many counselors that you can go to and you are farther behind than where you started seek wise counsel Men, we have isolated ourselves and we have cut off every form of wisdom, counsel, therapy that we could have and we need those. The last time you took life advice from anyone, all right, I need everybody just to like, <sighs> close your eyes. <laughs> you don't really have to close your eyes, but I need you like in your, in your bubble right now. It's just you answering these questions. The last time you took life advice from anyone was, don't answer out loud, but answer in your own mind. I have a mentor that I meet with every Tuesday. The dude gives me life advice all the time. I am so much stronger for it. When's the last time you took life advice from anyone? Receive godly wisdom to apply to your life. When, oh man, I better change my course. When is the last time you took that? Yeah, 90% have the exact same answer. I can't remember. <laughs> when is the last time? Now this one is a little more like on my toes. When is the last time you sought help on a decision? Because in the first one, we can kind of put that off. Well, nobody's really there to give me, you know, people just aren't good. They just don't give me. When's the last time you sought help on a tough decision? When is the last time you went to someone of like faith, of like destination, and said, drop some wisdom on me? When is the last time that you searched through the scripture going, God, I will not move I will not make a decision until you speak. We had uh, Easter. Was Easter last week? That seems like three years ago. Uh, Easter was last week, and, and we knew that we were going to be out of, out of room in here. Man, y'all kicked butt. Holy moly. Y'all had a ton of people there. In fact, a lot of those volunteers are, I think, I think they're still smoking a cigarette like this weekend. Y'all had a ton of people there. You cook 600 hamburgers in an hour and a half. There was some sweat rolling last week. You did awesome. But I prayed. I, said, I, I was like, man, we need to move somewhere where we can fit everybody because we're out of room in here every, every Easter. In fact, a lot of just normal Sundays, we're like out of room in here. And I didn't know what to do. And I, God, would you show me, show me, show me, show me, show me. And, and Coach Graham called me and was like, gave me a scripture. Boom. Go. And I said, okay. 
No looking back. Don't care if any obstacles come. We're going to move. It sounds like a simple decision to you. That was weighty for me. I mean, all the time, I'm seeking wisdom. God confirmed this for me. And he continues to provide that. Worship team, come up. You get help in sports, in business advice. You listen to podcasts. You listen to, to trainers. You read articles. You watch the news. You're looking for someone's opinion on everything. We've got to seek God's opinion. Psalm 119, 97, and 100. David writes this, how I love your instruction. It is my meditation all day long. Your command makes me wiser than my enemies for it is always with me. I have more insight than all my teachers because your decrees are my meditation. I understand more than the elders because I obey your precepts. Are you confident in your own wisdom? (laughs) The only way you'll be that is if you are full of God's word. That's the only way. Listen, if you come to me for counseling, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a psychologist. I'm a pastor. So if I give you wisdom, it's, it's straight for here, or I probably don't have anything for you. You need to seek people out in your life. Men, women, this is your takeaway. You need someone who can hold you accountable. That's going to require you to trust again. That's going to require you to get out of your comfort zone. You need someone who can hold you accountable. You have some things going on, and you've tried it, and you're like, okay, I'm going to be a Christian. Then you started coming to church. It got a little bit better, but then you fell right back into it. And Did you get accountability? But did you really? Did you get accountability? Maybe what you lack to get on the other side of the hill that you're on is a friend, a mentor, someone to help you. Church, your culture, your society has tried to remove any wise counsel out of your life. It has tried to remove every piece of wise counsel out of your life so that you are isolated in all of your decisions and it's not the way God set it up to be. Sadly, for now, we can say that is the culture that we live in and so if you're going to get it, you will have to seek it. This could be a very boring sermon for some people. It's not what I wanted to preach. It will be life-changing for anyone who will seek out accountability. Pray with me. Lord, we praise you for who you are. God, I pray that you will set that up. I believe that you called your church to live in community together. This is why you called us to do the Lord's Supper and all of these different things. God, I pray that we will seek out accountability and that as iron sharpens iron, we will sharpen one another, Father, and that we will win this city for you and then we will win this county for you, Father. I pray that this will be a very hard place to go to hell from because you reign, you are large and in charge and your people are making decisions based on your word, based on your wisdom and not that of the world. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Baskets are going to come forward. Part of the way that we worship is with our tithe and offering, but also you have that connection card. We want to hear from you. We want to pray with you. That's what, that's what the church is, right? 
Um, so please drop that in. Let us know how we can better serve you and stand and worship with us.